Oh, so Neon is a new ver- version of it, or? They basically added 3D and added 30 minutes more to the game, which made it now like a full hour instead of 30 minutes. Oh, damn. Yeah. It didn't really... It's nothing groundbreaking. It's probably why it was free for PlayStation Plus users. I like Double Dragon. Yes, the original. Yes, that's true. <laughs> there's nothing, you know, there's been no one that's been able to recreate the hair pulling and slamming him into the knee move 15 times straight, that, you know. There's just there's just <laughs> nothing like a good, you know, slamming into the knee with, you know, by holding his hair deal. Just nothing else nothing else beats it. Plus, you know, you are a little partial, I think. I am indeed. <laughs> Aren't we all? going around into a video game machine, welcome to the Game Source Podcast, episode number 45. Ooh, we're yes. getting halfway up there. That we are, that we are. And uh, I did want to say, first off, we are recording this on National Video Games Day, one of the best games of the year. Isn't that right, guys? Yeah. Oh, you mean best holidays? Yes. Yeah, this is the best holiday. Next to... No. Yeah, it is. No, Christmas is better because you get cool stuff. Which is usually video games for me, but... Uh, Well, actually, sometimes it's not stuff that really fits right on me. But anyways, we'll move on. (laughs) Uh, Sweater. always that sweater. Yeah. (laughs) We've all got it. This is true. It's Gerald. Yes, Elvis lives. And it's another beautiful evening in paradise. And I'm here, I'm so glad to welcome back from his long hiatus on vacation somewhere in the Bahamas, the man, Killer X-Wolf, Ozzy's favorite friend, Chris. What's up, Chris? What's up, world? It's been a long time since I've said hi to you guys and said hi to anyone in the Game Source uh, community because I've been on my beautiful vacation and getting back into the groove of things now. I need to get back into these video games and get back to these reviews and get back to my fans because I know I've got millions of them out there that are just dying to hear what I have to say. This is true, and not only on this show, the world-famous Games Force podcast, but the world-famous CNC MF podcast. Yes, CNC, which unfortunately our other C could not make it tonight, but 
He might still make it. He might still make it. Yeah. We've got some time. Hopefully. Um, As far as the concern, he can make it in, because I know he is dying to tell everyone out there about NHL 13. Yes, definitely. Yes, because he is our resident NHL 13 expert, which if you listen to our podcast, uh, the fall Game Source Fall Preview Podcast at yourgamesource.com, or if you went on YouTube and on our YouTube channel, yourgamesource.com, the entire word, you could see the September preview special, which actually he elaborates immensely on a, the wonders of NHL 13. But let's not go delve into that too much. Um, I'll stop to introduce our other our other guest of honor. I know, I know, and I, I don't want to diss him any further. <laughs> the great Yes he does. No, no, no. No. I I do that too much on a regular basis for Nick. Uh, <laughs> it's the man, Degenerate Zero Eight, the guy who has got his column up right now, the insert here column at yourgamesource.com. dot com. The man, the myth, the legend, James going on tonight, everybody. Got the roller quarters ready. National Video Game Day. I'm ready. Prepared. That's right. Two controllers in each hand. That's right. One for each different system. That's guy got it going. Well, before... And he's playing Connect all at the same time. There you go. (laughs) End the move. Uh, Before we go into the news, what you guys been playing? Uh, Chris? Um, Well, lately, uh, I got back into an old, old classic, um, and actually, by an old classic, I mean just a monstrous game called World of Warcraft, and uh, it's becoming uh, a little bit more popular now that the new expansion is about to come out, so they're getting a little bit more of their older customers back in to just play it a little bit longer, and that's kind of all I'm doing, is to get back into it, see what's been different, what's going to change in the new patch, or the new uh, expansion, and... From the most part, it's okay, but aside from that, it's not much. I mean, they changed the game so much that it's not as as good, in my opinion. Are you going to be playing Miss Pandaria? Uh, I'm prop. Well, actually, I'm in the beta right now, and it looks pretty decent. I mean, it's just one new land, one new race, and one new class that you can choose from, and it's. All right. Um, I do like the new race. It is pretty hilarious to be a panda, and a lot of people are saying that it's kind of stupid, but I think it's actually kind of funny. Do you think it's uh, a lot I mean, of it is, <laughs> Well, it's not meant to be the most realistic game. That's why they keep their graphics so low, and honestly, I don't mind that. I'm not looking for something that looks like uh, real-life movies and RPGs. And, if I wanted that, I'd do Skyrim, and I still do Skyrim. But um, I think that it's it's going to be a decent expansion, so I might play it for a couple of months. But uh, that's probably that's probably something I'm going to have to just debate on for the next few weeks before it comes out. But aside from that, honestly, the the other game that I'm really getting into right now, um, well, getting back into another old game is Persona 3 FES. They just re-released it on the PlayStation Network. Uh, for $10, so I picked it up, and it's, <laughs> I forgot how good Persona games were, 
I, I do agree on that. They, and that they actually, you know, with the Persona 4 Arena coming out last month, it just, you know, it's such an underrated and underappreciated series. Yeah. I mean, it, it, for some reason, I, I compare it a lot to Final Fantasy or, well, I guess Final Fantasy is a good one, but the the story behind it, I feel, has a lot more potential than Final Fantasy should have. And I like it. I enjoy it a lot more, even though there's only four, technically four or five games in the series, if you want to say it, versus Final Fantasy's, what, 13, 14, 15, however many games they have. And Persona just doesn't have that popularity anymore that makes it such a good game, even though it still has all the great aspects of it. I agree. You know, it, it just Persona just has been such a great series, and, and I hope people more, just by listening to you, will actually get it off the PlayStation Network or will give Persona, even Persona 4 Arena, which is still a highly rated game here at YourGamesForce.com, and hopefully give that a try. Um, Jamie, what you been playing, sir? I've actually been playing um, for my little friends over at Zen Studio. been playing some Zen Pinball 2. They release that new Plants vs. Zombie table, and, you know, they have the Avengers table, and you can bring all your old tables from the original there. So I've been touching on that, and what else did I play? Oh, I actually started playing um, God of War, because they have that cross-play that you can play it through your Vita, so just been doing that. Nice. So you're playing it on your Vita from your PlayStation? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Does it feel better on a Vita, or is it harder? It's really it. It you get used to it because obviously you don't have all of the buttons. Yeah. So <laughs> you end up using the bottom touch screen for your R two and L two. Mm. But and then you actually use the bottom part of the t- of the rear touch screen for your um, L three and stuff. So it it takes a bit of use to, but once you get used to it, it's actually pretty cool. Sounds interesting. Well, I'm glad that it's working out at least, because I know a lot of PS Vita games haven't been as uh, successful with their crossplay. Yes. I Somewhat non-existent. Yeah. This is true. This is true. But um, I just want to do uh, also say that that I'm playing um, Sleeping Dogs and trying to complete as much as I can and waiting for the uh, DLC, which you know, Jamie, you and I spoke to earlier. Um, so uh, I'm just hoping that six months of straight DLC will actually materialize and hopefully materialize real soon because I'm running out of areas really to explore um, and, and playing such a, a great game like Sleeping Dogs. And I know you loved it too, Jamie. You got a chance to play uh, Chris, right? Uh, only the demo. I actually didn't get to play throughout the like the most games. But the demo itself was interesting enough to make everyone want to buy it from what I've heard uh, Jamie you, you know, you've played an extensive amount of time on it right I have yeah I'm, I'm actually at the point you're at I'm just waiting for that DLC to start hitting so I got some more stuff to do come on I'm telling you at uh, Square Enix what's up with that come on let's get it going here they said, they said at release okay it's been just a good minute now I think it's time yes I couldn't agree more <laughs> Um, and then I know it's going to, you know, it still has some legs. It's still showing some decent sales overall. 
um, which actually leads me to my first topic of the news. Um, actually mixing a little bit of things up in the order, uh, but actually wanted to you know, give everybody an update for August sales, which as a whole uh, were down by 20% uh, between systems and software, um, which is still a concerning sign going into the fall. And I wanted to ask you guys this question. Uh, seeing how the sales overall each and every month have been down from the previous year, do you think that trend's going to continue for the next uh, four months, or do you see any one of those months exceeding what was uh, took place last year because of you know whatever games that are coming out or yet yet to come out or whatever games that are currently out in the market? Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Well, the one thing is that like I I hope that this year turns out a little bit better than last year, but I don't see it actually doing better. Um, and it's mainly because last year's lineup of games, I believe, were one of them that we've had in, in many, many years. But uh, this year, I'm not going to say that Resident Evil isn't good. I'm not going to say that, uh, well, I'm talking about October, but uh, games like that, they're not good, or they are good, but... Compared to what came out last year, the hype is just not as high. And maybe it's because all the big games that came out last year are still keeping people in debt for <laughs> for the new holiday. I'm not too sure, but this whole next year I don't think is going to do, or the whole rest of the year isn't going to do as well as, as last year. What do you think, Jamie? It's... A few factors will lie in, and a lot of that's going to fall under tomorrow. I don't want to go there yet because I know we've got that topic on the docket, but there's just there's a few factors that we're going to speak of here in a minute that are going to factor into that. Um, I also think that software-wise, um, a lot of these games that delayed until early next year, first, second quarter next year, a lot of these games that were supposed to be intended release for a fall release, um, that I think is really going to hurt the market, and I don't think any one of the next four months will beat uh, their predecessor in 2011. Um, I have a feeling just that next year going forward will be a much better year for video games just because everything's loading up on the first quarter. Um, so many great games that are coming out, um, whereas this part, early part of this year, there was really only uh, Mass Effect 3, maybe Twisted Metal for some people, but Mass Effect 3 uh, for most people, and then also Diablo 3. Um, but I think just there were some issues with as far as a lot of these games being delayed to next year, which I really think is going to look towards a better year for most, most of these publishers. And then also later in the year, You've got the systems which Chris still denies are coming out um, <laughs> that I think will probably come out this year, uh, this next year. Um, at least the Xbox, not going to be named Durango Durango, um, <laughs> for that matter, uh, will come out. PS4 is kind of iffy, but uh, we'll see what happens. So I think it's going to be a much stronger year next year, and I don't think this year... Uh, any month is going to be exceeding any expectations anytime soon. Um, but that, you know, I know that Jamie wanted to, was touching on that and was hinting towards our next topic, uh, which is uh, the Wii U. Now, 
you know, we're doing this today on Wednesday, National Video Games Day. Uh, tomorrow morning, um, Nintendo is going to be announcing all the specific details on the Wii U launch, uh, when it is pricing, um, launch titles, uh, things of that nature, and uh, if there's any bundles or, or some things like that. And what I want to ask you guys is, we're going to play a little game. <laughs> so get your thinking caps on. If Nick was here, we'd probably be saying something else. But uh, <laughs> get your thinking true. caps. This is true. Yes, uh, thinking caps on. So I'm going to give you guys a second, uh, a second to think about it. So there will be a second of silence, everyone. I'm sorry about this. Okay. So that being the case, Jamie, I need a specific date. And a specific price. The winner of us three is going to buy the other one lunch. How about that? If Chris wins, I got Chris wins. I know where he works. So I got to take him lunch. <laughs> All right. And so you're saying the winner gets lunch from both of the losers, or that's what it sounds like. We'll combine it. We'll combine it. I'll tell you what. Uh, five bucks each from us. Okay. Ooh, subway set. Yes, because uh, our game source salaries can only dictate so much. Yeah. A <laughs> hey, $5 foot long is fine with me. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so go, go ahead. I'll let uh, Jamie start off. Yeah. You can All right. The calendar really quick so, first. Right. That's exactly what I'm trying to do, too. So she wants specific date, sir. Specific date and price. Okay, I'm going to start with price. I'm going to say... And why? And why? Why um, am I starting with price? Oh no! Why that? Price? Or why is it going to be that price? Wait. Why is it going to be that price, see. and why is it going to be that date? I'm sorry, I need to be more specific. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, and I, I need to cap. I'm also this wasn't on that. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Let me make sure I can. Let's just put the uh, music on for a second. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have some music on right about <laughs> now. So that's not going to work. But we're going to go. I'm going to say three fifty for a price, and I'm going to say now. Don't get me messed up here because I don't know what exact date Black Friday is. So if you could help me on that one, that'd be great. But I'm going to say Black Friday. That would be the thirtieth on Black Friday. Yes. Isn't it the twenty third? It's the second to last Thursday. Oh, it is. Okay. I mean, yes. so, so Thanksgiving is the twenty second. I yes. believe so. Okay, that's what um, I thought. Third. Okay. Yeah, it's always the second to last Thursday. So I'm going to say three fifty for a price point, and November twenty third. November twenty third. Wait, why do you believe on Black Friday? There was a rumor of them looking towards Black Friday. Now, in my opinion, I feel that that would be just a nominal time for them to do this because they've pretty much got the market cornered. Nobody's releasing a system this year besides them. So why not go for one of the biggest shopping days of the year? 
Or why do you say 350? Why do I say 350? I say 350 because they say they're going to go high. There's all this talk of them going high. And you've even said it yourself that they shouldn't go high. For some reason, I feel that 350 is just going to be the price point that they look for. It's called a hunch. All right. All right. We'll go, Chris. You're next. I'm having a debate right now with myself. All right. Are you winning? I, I, I am, losing. but I'm also losing. <laughs> All right. So officially, my vote for the price is going to be two ninety nine ninety nine or three hundred dollars. Uh, I've already got it documented on my on my pad here, and it's also voice documented. Now is, it, now is it going to is it going to be three hundred dollars or two ninety nine ninety nine? <laughs> uh. I guess two ninety nine ninety nine. But then so. again, Walmart might just sell for two ninety nine ninety six. And, and that's because Walmart wants to lose three cents off of it, but gain the fifty million more people, and it evens them out. But what we'll say is the the what is it? UMRP. MSRP. MSRP, whatever it is. I'm thinking of of uh, of different ratings too. But yeah, the MSRP. Sorry, um, that is going to be uh, three hundred. And um, shoot, I lost the Why my calendar really quick. But I believe it's three hundred because knowing that they're going to have a, and this is only for the maybe just the core system itself. Because I'm not too sure if they're going to make bundles or if they're going to do other things with it. But at least just the system, including a controller, most likely a game, um, and all the components you need to hook it up, and hopefully an HDMI cable. If not, I'm just hoping for that. But um, since we is going to we use now going to be HDMI capable, an HDMI cable would be nice. But 300 is going to be my price set, and my release date. I hope I'm not going to whack on this one, but I'm going to say. November 11th. Hmm. I strategically took that day because every single Nintendo big release has always been a Sunday. All their Mario games, all their Pokemon games, all their big stuff is always Sunday. I feel they have that date or a Sunday to be proud of, and that's probably when they're going to do uh, their next console. Funny, I'm Jamie. having deja vu. Yeah, it's funny, Jamie. I thought I heard someone else say that this morning. I could have swore I did. Yeah, I think that was... Eight. Oh, me. That's oh. right. Oh. Oh. Um, so, I guess that would leave me... Oh. I'm going to say, based on our conversation this morning, I think I'm going to stick it right on Sunday, November 18th, for the same exact reason you stated, Chris, because they love Sundays. <laughs> and I think 11th might be a little bit too early. Um, although that, if they can, if they can weed out as far as being able to get a shipment there, and then have another two shipments behind uh, for Black Friday, I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that. So I'm going to say the 18th. Although it was close between 11th and 18th for me, actually. That was the same I was having. I was having that debate, that problem. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have to see, since you took the 11th, I'm going to take the 18th. I wouldn't be surprised if 11th either. 
the 18th, and I'm going to also say 299.99 bundled with Adventureland. I'm going to probably say no HDMI cable because they want to sell that to you extra. Um, but I am going to say it's going to be bundled with Adventureland because after the Nintendo conference, there's no way on earth I don't think anyone would pay a dime for that game. Um, <laughs> I have to agree with yeah, that. Just don't, don't even get me started with uh, the online service. Um, yeah, 299 MSRP and uh, the 18th. So. You know what? I feel like I might have made a mistake, too, on that. Dang. Because now when you start talking about it, yeah, my, I mean, the price, 300 sounds about right. If anything, they might go a little bit more because it's a more advanced piece of technology, so Jamie might be right on that. However, recalling the original Wii, and I'm not going to change my answer, but the original Wii was released November 19th, which was also on a Sunday. And if they're planning on releasing it right around the same time, right before Black Friday again, Gerald might have the upper hand. But who knows? Maybe they want to release it slightly earlier. They probably won't have the same uh, short stack that they had for the Wii when it was released. Only releasing well, hopefully it. Hopefully, they learned some of those lessons. Yeah, and uh, well, and also hopefully they're not going to purposely do it just to raise the anticipation of the Wii U. Right. Because, I mean, if, if I don't think they actually did this on purpose, but when the Wii was first released and they only had a couple thousand around the U.S., and then they waited till after the holiday seasons were done to resell them again, um, I, I hope they don't do that with the Wii U, and I hope that they're not purposely trying to do it, but if it was by accident, then hopefully they just learn by their mistake and uh, create ten times as much. Well, sounds good. So there you have it. And we'll also know, and also know, <laughs> just playing some Jeopardy theme music there for you. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find out in the morning, but also as well, we're going to find out exactly what the launch lineup is, which I'm sure a lot of people are uh, actually looking forward to as well, um, to see exactly what kind of launch lineup it is. I know everybody was high on the Vita launch lineup, and that didn't turn out so well for them. So, um, But we'll see. Um, and on our next podcast, we're going to have the results of that, uh, whether or not I eat crow or not. Um, but also as well, we'll actually have uh, all the results of that. And we're going to go into detail on the launch lineup, on the pricing, um, and the bundle, what it's going to be bundled with if it's not, and... Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Chris, from, from where you work, you're going to be able to see just the kind of interest as far as the Wii U is going to generate uh, leading up to that. So you can keep oh, on. Yeah. Uh, yes, so you can lead us, you know, let us know also on yourgamesource.com exactly, you know, the kind of interest and in if the Wii U really is going to be a wanted product. So yes. And that's, I'll be one of the first to find out, too. So I mean, we will all be the first to find out, but I'll be the first to find out on a, uh, a multiple customer-based issue, like who's going to be really wanting it, who's really going to be uh, avoiding it. But I'll let everyone else know um, from my, my unofficial surveys that I'll take. Yes. It's true, because Chris will be able to gauge whether or not it's going to try and pull itself away from that family orientation or not. 
Yeah. Yeah, with those new, like, what, Zombie U, and they're adding Assassin's Creed, stuff like that, it's... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too uh, fr- family-friendly anymore. Okay. I feel like but... I should have answered again. Weren't we supposed to answer in the form of a question? <laughs> this is true. Um, what is uh, Nintendo's next headache? The answer, Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> or Pokemon Black and White, too. Oh, ouch. Oh, that's right. I think those are kind of overkill. Uh, but it's Pokemon. It's going to sell. Um, it just You just have to slap with the Pokemon. And I know Sam, who's now in Italy... And it's, you know, she's experiencing firsthand, by the way, um, and we're going to probably comment at some point in time on yourgamesource.com about her adventures in Italy uh, as far as the gaming scene or lack thereof there. Um, I know she would have issues with you as well on that. But then again, that's for another podcast. Uh, bring back memories of the Swotor uh, podcast on that. But um, our next actually uh, actual issue uh, coming up on our news items, um, I don't know if you guys get a chance to see it, but uh, during PAX that just happened recently, um, within the past few days, um, the new Metal Gear Solid Snake is back in Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Um, Ground Zeroes. Yes, and you can insert your own joke there because my goodness, there. I think it jokes itself already. So Ko- Kojima's at it again. So um, got its own punchline. That's true. Now I'm going to just uh, go start off by saying the video looked very good, uh, which we're going to be posting on our videos page um, at yourgamesource.com. But again. It's leading into another incoherent story, and the action, as far as it's concerned, looked okay. Um, but I don't know if you guys got a chance to take a look at it. Um, Jamie, did you, you know? Let us know what you think. I did. I actually put that on our Facebook page, which all of you out there in little listening land should be looking at. And if you're not, start doing it now. Like us, and you know, tell us what you think. I'm always open to feedback, but. I again, you hit it, you know, right in the head with Kojima. There he goes with his nods. I mean, did you not notice the nod to Splinter Cell? That was like blatantly obvious. Yes, especially with the night goggles. I mean, come on, really. <laughs> but I mean, it, it looks okay. But that's. I think right now it's going to be one of those ones that yeah, we saw a great video, but is that all we're going to see? We've seen this before, where we see a great video and then poof, game either sucks or it never comes out. And what I want to know is exactly how long are the cutscenes going to be this time? Is it going to be like nine hours worth of cutscenes, like Metal Gear Solid 4? Oh, you mean the end that you could like go to a buffet, come back, and still catch the rest? No, I'm talking about the end. I could I could actually read War and Peace and then <laughs> come back and finish it. Chris, what are this your thoughts? True. Oh, yes, this is well, true. <laughs> well... Chris, with with this new one, I that is one thing is I hope that if they're gonna be cutscenes, they better come with a uh, popcorn and soda because, I mean, they should look good, but I don't want it to be a full hour long and then you get to play again kind of a thing. Um, but I 
I'm not too thrilled with this new Metal Gear. Um, I, I'm probably not going to get it. I would have to be convinced to actually get it. But on my own right now, my vote is no. Don't go, don't go spending money on it if it's uh, if it's just going to be much like the other ones. Now, if they have something completely different, if they change up a bunch of the stuff but keep the story very nice, then Simil- that similar might what be. they're doing with Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, and I mean, I think Rising will be okay. And it depends on how that game turns out on how I will play, uh, or how I will possibly get ground zeros. Zeros. <laughs> Not one zero, zeros. That's right. Well, the only thing is, I mean, that's, it's now come to the point, because Kojima's staff couldn't get the job done on Rising. Um, and yeah. it's just, uh, it, you know, they handed over the keys to, um, the makers of Vanquish, um, also Bayonetta, and, Platinum games, and uh, they're really good with their products. I, especially, you know, they have products that they've made that cater to the to more of a Western audience. So that's definitely more appealing as far as Rising is concerned. As mm-hmm. far as Metal Gear Ground Zeroes, is, it, it just looks like a more traditional Metal Gear game. And for me, that's not too interesting. Um, I, Jamie. How many of the Metal Games, Metal Gear games, have you played in the past? I have actually played them all. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I was hoping somebody would be, but actually, I just wanted to throw something out there. You were touching on Rising a lot, talking about it. Um, did anybody else catch the fact that, that it's not going to Japan for the 360? Uh, you did report that on our Facebook page. Uh, that's Game Source at Facebook. Please like us. Uh, while you're there, by the way, and so you can get the latest and greatest uh, from all over the web because we're the number one uh, source of information and we're the number one aggregate site for uh, gaming information in the entire world, by the way. I just wanted to add that in there. But uh, for all the latest and greatest news around the web, just check us out, Game Source on Facebook as well. Uh, yes, I did notice that. Um, and, but that's, that's nominal because, you know, there isn't, uh, a, not much of a market in 360 in Japan. So, I mean, that's not, I don't, you know, with all due respect, Jamie, I don't think that's saying a whole lot. No, it's not a make or break situation at all. I mean, you know, the 5,000 people that own a 360 in Japan, you know, that I don't think they'll be losing too much in the way of sleep. So they probably own both systems. Like some people on our staff don't like to admit. Yes, I know. Um, but I proudly admit that um, I will carry all the systems until the Wii U. <laughs> I may change my mind, but like like you, Chris, someone's going to have to really convince me of it. Because what I have seen, and you know, you heard me at E3 and whatnot, it's just, you know, not that attractive at this point in time. But, you know, yeah. We'll see. Well, one of you were the one snoring during the the conference, right? Cause I, I know somebody was snoring right behind me. That was Chris. No, wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I actually want to say that it was Corey, but I'm, no, not Corey. Um, or was it? It was Corey because remember his glasses fell off. Okay, <laughs> I just yeah. thought of that. It was Corey. Okay, because it wasn't me because I fell asleep for only about a minute or two. I wanted to. I was nodding off a little bit, but not, you know, just for a second. So, 
and then yeah, I heard more about Adventureland. Maybe I did fall asleep for a little longer. But anyways, uh, enough smacking on the Wii U. Uh, let's hope for the best on that one. And like I said, we'll know tomorrow more about that. But uh, after the break, we're going to hit you more with reviews. And also later on, the Round Table of Doom is coming back strong. And we're back on the world-famous YourGamesource.com podcast, podcast number 45, and it is review time. Um, Today we've got a few games to review. Uh, We'll start with Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Jamie? I did play this game. It was... I had to. I'm a Tekken fan. I like Tekken... This really didn't bring too much more to the table, so it's not going to be like, oh man, they changed everything, we got to play this. I'm not going to go there. I mean, a lot of people, if you're new to it, you're going to want to eventually start off with what they consider their training mode, which would be their fight lab. Access tutorial uh, still really doesn't give you the help that you need. Uh, most fighting games with their tutorials will basically, if you keep getting something wrong, will kind of walk you through it. This one does not walk you through it. You play hit and miss until you get it right, or you just don't get it right. So it's not real friendly for the newcomers to the series, but anybody that's been into the Tekken series and has played it, they'll be able to pick it up and just go right into it. Um, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't really groundbreaking, but it wasn't a bad game either. I did give it an 8 out of 10. What do you think? What do you think was the best aspect of it? Because you're saying for newcomers, and obviously they're trying to cater and court newcomers into the series, uh, what would be the appealing aspect if you said there was a kind of a steep learning curve? The mechanics and the customization are probably what they're trying to draw people in with. But, I mean, really, they went the wrong route with anybody who's never picked up a fighting game before and decided to pick this one up. Because it's just not... the the learning curve is just, it's so steep, they can't, I'm not saying not everybody can grasp it, because I'll, you know, then I'm going to sound like I'm saying people are dumb. <laughs> you can grasp it, it's just, it's not the same as, like, you pick up Street Fighter, go into their little training mode, and you see what you're doing wrong, you know, oh, I'm not pressing this button right, or I'm not timing this button right. It's not there, that, they don't have that, so if you're not getting this exactly to the T, you're not learning what they supposedly want you to learn as far as like their combo system and things like that so but I mean the combat's fluid enough I think it can be picked up by most you would really have to never have touched a fighting game in your life to probably sit there and go oh my gosh I can't learn this Hmm. oh my gosh I can't learn this (laughs) you have played a fighting game before in your life it was actually this one at E3 if I remember correctly and what did I say Oh my gosh! I can't learn this. <laughs> <laughs> after you, after you destroyed me. Anyways, uh, moving on. I'm gonna start and actually go into something that Corey, I wish could have been here to say, but actually he's gonna detail and outline in a written review uh, coming up on our site, yourgamesource.com. Well, now he has no choice, but he has to elaborate in a written review. But I'm going to let Chris touch on his thoughts on NHL 13. Well, the newest hockey game, NHL 13, probably one of the 
one of the cleanest looking uh, NHL games I've played, considering I've only played three or four of them. But um, this game, for any hockey fan, for any sports fan, is actually really fun. Uh, I'm not a biased sports fan. I don't say um, Madden is better than an NHL or better than Tiger Woods. I, I don't. I don't say one sport's better than another. All of them have their great aspects to it. And that's why people love football more than basketball, more than hockey, more than golf, whatever it may be. Um, but this game itself is actually pretty fun, really easy to get into. I'm not a big fan, a big uh, hockey enthusiast, but I got into the game after five minutes into the first period. Uh, I got all the controls down. I got everything down to play well. And then it's just all common sense from there. And the whole thing with the game is it's meant to feel more like a real hockey game, even though it's not, I'm, I mean, I'm going to jump over to Madden with the realistic physics. It doesn't have that in there, but it does have, uh, like, more physics among the ice with the gliding, with um, all the other stuff you can do on an ice or a hockey rink. And I would probably say... Uh, nine out of ten people could get into this game the same way I did. Just play it, enjoy it, and you'll like it. But uh, the only thing that really got to me was it's very complicated to go through the menus, to go through, to get to this type of game, that type of game. There are so many different ways to play the game that it almost made me not want to go through the menus. Uh, I just like to play the game, get it over with. Or if there's a story mode, start story, or save, a season mode. Or a season, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, what do they call it? Ultimate uh, Ultimate Hockey League is this new thing where it's actually kind of fun. Um, it's like a fantasy league in a way where you get a pack of trading cards, and these cards have players on them. You get random players, and that's your team. Then from then on, you can actually trade the cards, or you can buy new ones to help out your team make it better, and you just go through a... A series like that, you got to win uh, a lot of games, and you got to go through your playoffs, and you got to win the Stanley Cup, and it's actually really fun. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's another sports game. It's pretty fun just to pass by on time. Uh, nothing that you'll probably be interested in for a full year until NHL 14 comes out. But I, I would probably say if I had to give it a score from like a a zero to ten stars. Um, being a sports game and being as fun as it is, I would say it's a good eight. And Corey will probably say that's a low score, and he'll probably give it a ten or a ten point five out of ten or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to definitely say an eight out of ten star for this one. Well, you know, along with the written review, you know where else he can um, speak his mind on it on the CNC MF podcast. So he can yes. really. Uh, lay into on how good or how bad he thinks NHL 13 really is. So we're hoping uh, that you guys will be able to gear one up pretty soon and uh, he can, uh, you know, give us an idea of what he thinks of NHL 13 in all of its living glory and uncut and unedited. That would probably be the best thing. Then that way you can hear his exact thoughts on it. <laughs> yes, this is true. Um... Well, a classic going back uh, in the, to the time machine, 
um, to something that I'm familiar with, um, Double Dragon Neon. Jamie has a review of that. Jamie, did you want to tell us what you think of the latest iteration of Double Dragon? It's free. That's awesome. I like free. Yes. If you're PlayStation Plus, it's free, and honestly, that's the only way I would get it. Otherwise, it's... Otherwise, it should have stayed in the 80s. It, it's not... It's nothing special. 3D characters, woo, it's not great, trust me. But if you're you not don't, getting... But if you don't have uh, PlayStation Plus, or if you're in XBLA... If you don't have PlayStation Plus or XBLA, you're looking at forking out $10, I would suggest not doing Save the $10 for something better. I see. So Possibly Persona 3? Yes. Yes, now, go with Chris on this. Now how, could they have, now, how could they have screwed up such a great game? They... Do, do I really... Do you want to know? Okay, yeah, I guess yeah, you do want to know. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, as most of you probably know, the original was about 30 minutes... So they guess they thought it would be fun to add a few more levels and about 30 more minutes to the game. And that really didn't do much. You have a way now that you add, um, you actually go to, like, shops to purchase, to replenish your lost lives. You can get unlockable special moves. Like, when you beat some of the characters, they'll drop what looks like a cassette tape. You go to it pick it up, and you unlock another combo or a certain special move. It just, the 3D did nothing for it. You don't have that classic feel of, um, we were discussing it earlier, grabbing some guy by his hair and just bashing him into your knee. Because nothing beats uh, a good hair bashing to the knee, That's of right. course. Of course. So I actually gave this game a 2 out of 10, and as I said once before, save your $10 or go for Persona 3. Now what I want to ask you is, because you've been reviewing some of these games in the past month, um, if you had $10 to spend, and you had to, and you had to spend it, um, either if you're on XBLA or regular PlayStation, you had to spend on either Expendables 2, although didn't you say that was 15 that was 15 yes. Well, I'm sure it's I think probably... it dropped to 11.99 for PlayStation Plus is what it dropped to. I can see why. Wait, wasn't it 15 for HD? It was 15, period, and then it was 11.99 if you had PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. I can see it going cheaper pretty soon. But anyways, if you had to have one, if you had to choose one, because you've given both a 2 out of 10, Expendables 2... Or Double Dragon Neon. Your choice, sir. If I had to choose, like, maybe Angry Nick put a gun to my head and said, choose one now, but you'll only have $10 and three seconds to pick one. Don't tempt me. I would go with, I would go with Double Dragon because of the nostalgia value. Fair enough. <laughs> Not the Double Dragon I remember. Well, Can you I... know, you are a little partial to it, aren't you? And I you am. You have a little bit more memory of Double Dragon than most. Are you talking about the game or the movie? <laughs> Take your pick, sir. <laughs> well, I enjoyed the game. I kind of enjoyed working on the movie, but 
I didn't I didn't enjoy watching it. But anyways, we move on. Um, I know also as well we had planned tonight an uh, extensive review with 3DS XL and also the new DLC for Skyrim Hearthfire. Um, actually, we're going to have the written reviews uh, from one of our latest uh, columnists, Lonnie. Uh, she's going to be uh, part of our group, and she's going to actually have her page up hopefully in the next few days with her thoughts extensively on the 3DS XL. Uh, unless, Chris, you've had a chance to try the 3DS XL, have you? Yeah, definitely. And the whole thing with the 3DS XL is, I mean, same difference from a DSi and a DSi XL, it's just bigger. However, with the 3DS XL, since the top screen is bigger and that's where you're watching your 3D, it does look a lot better. Um, I, I don't know if, if people are still trying to get in really big into 3D uh, without glasses right now, but since this is now technically the biggest screen they do have that is 3D without glasses, it's pretty unique. Um, the price change from 169 up to 199 for this, I guess, is somewhat reasonable. Um, I, I I'd probably say for that money though, I probably would wait for it to go go on sale. Uh, or come with a bundle, or something like that. Yeah, free games or free this or that, or bundle it with a gift card from somewhere. I don't care. But I'm sure a bundle's coming for Black Friday. Yes, I can almost guarantee that will. Um, Considering the 3DS did it last year, so they have to do something for the 3DS XL this year. And who knows? I mean, there's a bunch of stuff coming out with Wii, uh, with uh, 3DS games. They might do some kind of deal with even a 3DS XL and a Wii U. So um, hopefully something goes on with this that makes people want to buy it more because the only incentive for people right now is just the fact that it has a bigger screen. And for 3D, that's fine, but meh, not not the biggest uh, grab attention grabber for it. Well, there are the really nice colors too. Yeah, well, there's only two. Well, the <laughs> 3DS. Yeah, well, the 3DS XL. What well, it's a dark blue and a red, which is kind of okay. But I still like the 3DS how it has larger variety of. Red, black, blue, pink, purple. I think the unreleased green one is still in Japan or something. Um, but because yeah, it's, I, it's not what's under the hood; it's how it looks. Exactly. It's got to be stylish. Uh, yeah, because if it's not stylish, then people are going to be like, "Well, what's that? What's that thing you're playing with there? It yes. doesn't even look cool." What's that giant thing sticking out of your back pocket? Yeah. It's just red. No, you're just happy to see them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, Lonnie, we appreciate that, Chris, and um, on your thoughts on 3DS XL. But Lonnie will actually also have her thoughts as well on her new page coming up in the next few days. Um, And I just think that's going to be it for our reviews. Uh, Like I said, also as well, uh, the new DLC for Skyrim Hearthfire. Stephanie will be actually posting on her page uh, very shortly as well. And coming up right after the break, it's our world-famous Chris. Have the round table of doom. <laughs> oh, yes. Right after the break. Uh- 
Should I do Nick's part? You do that so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's with us in spirit. Yes. yes. Your life force is running out. The round table of back and yes it's the world famous game source podcast right here on yourgamesource.com game source and on the crowd Facebook. goes wild yes game source on facebook at game source on twitter uh your game source three words on itunes oh my gosh we have so many things to get ready to game source um don't forget we can also if you want click on my face that's right, my face, my gruesome, ugly face, on our website, yourdategamesource.com, where you see me holding the cellular phone, and you too can download the phone app so you can get all the latest and greatest from our podcasts, from our videos, from our updates, for Twitter, uh, events, uh, reviews, blogs, all right on your phone from our mobile app as well. We should not forget that we do have Instagram now. That's correct. Uh, Instagram, uh, Jamie and Nick are working hard, hard at work on bringing up Instagram as as fast as we can to make sure that we have something there that's really, really important. That's part of the whole Game Source theme that we can take a look forward to as well. Um, also got a lot of great uh, locations that we're going to go to. Um, we're talking about going to Game Paradise. We've got one, possibly two special episodes from the Spirit Halloween store coming up. Uh, Game World has also invited us to come in November. Um, also, our special uh, Game of the Year podcast will be coming from yours truly's house uh, in December. Uh, EA Sports Bar and Grill, CES, we've got hopefully Dice as well. We've got a lot of great stuff coming around the corner, so stick tuned, uh, stay tuned with us. Stick around with YourGameSource.com. Like us on Facebook at GameSource to stay up with all the latest and greatest. And you can also, you know, hear as well um, how I defeat Corey's fantasy football team <laughs> football, the fantasy football league. Uh, he couldn't stop talking about that. <laughs> oh, don't, you know, he already talked, texted a little bit of smack on me already, but that's okay. I'm just laying low, just laying low until the time is right, and then I strike like a cobra. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but need I digress because it's time for the world famous Round Table of Doom. Chris, again? <clears> Han, <throat> trying to prepare for this. So now we are entering the round table of doom. Oh. 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 Doom. Doom. It's at this point he would probably say something mean that mean about PETA. But anyways. Yeah. Um <laughs> Which we don't, you know, that's his thoughts or his own, and not necessarily the same views that Game Source about it. Because they do not reflect the the staff of all of yeah. those Game Source. Because we love PETA, I love PETA, love PETA. Anyways, yes. pretty good brag. Yes, yes, yes. But um, I wanted to just go ahead and talk about it, um, an article that I did recently on my blog, the blog of infamy, the Yes Elvis, the Yes Elvis Lives blog 
on yourgamesource.com where I basically asked the question, are the glory days of video games over for good? Um, because I just think that right now with the way the economy is, where we are in the cycles as far as the, the consoles are at, I really think we're, we're continuing a downslide. Um, unfortunately, the video game scene over the past 30 years is very cyclical. And when it has real highs and it has its real, real down lows. And I think we're not maybe going to head into a really a bottom level. I really think we're not heading in a good direction at this point in time. Like I said earlier in this podcast, we're going to have a little bit better next year because of all the great games coming out. But um, at this point, with mobile gaming and iPads and all the various ways people can get entertainment these days, it's going to be very, very hard for the console generation to really keep going at the same rate it was previously. Uh, so my question to you, gentlemen, is are the glory days of video games over for good? Because I'll tell you what, if you saw in part of my article the MPD recently stated that there was at least 12 million less gamers than this time last year. Uh, really? Yes. Yes. Uh, which was really that's what that's what actually got me to write the article. Anyways, and if you if you get a chance, go to my blog, Yes Elvis Lives blog at yourgamesource.com, and you can read exactly why I think that's the case. But. Uh, well, Chris, while I let you think mull that over, um, Jamie, I think I'm going to go with you, start with you first. Do you think the glory days of video games are over? Finito. Uh, I do think it's heading that direction because we lived through the glory days, I, I feel. I think you know where I'm going with that. We don't have to get too specific. But I think me and you, we saw the birth of, you know, saw the birth of the 360. We saw the birth of PlayStation 3, the Wii. We lived through that in a different atmosphere, of course. But that was just, you know, things were hopping. Things were, it was just this huge ball of energy. And now I just, I see this energy going lower and lower and lower. It's not the same as it was, you know, what, six Ten years ago, it's just it wasn't the same anymore, and it's just I don't know. Maybe that has a lot to do with maybe the economy as well. A lot of people like to throw snide comments, you know. Oh, gaming that doesn't relate. Yes, it does. Because if the economy was better, wouldn't we see more people purchasing these games, purchasing these systems, paying for more online subscriptions? You know, and we've seen a decrease in all of those. Total silence. You guys just like left, right? I'm taking that in right now. It's it's pretty deep. I just I feel like you know why it's no big secret. I worked in a game store before. I don't need to say which one, but I lived through some of the glory days. I feel and it's just not there anymore. That's true. I mean, I uh, worked in the actually ran some game stores as well. And, during that period of time in the heyday, and I'll say it, 2007 was a fantastic year for gaming. I think all time, and I've said this before on record, that 2007 was the greatest year for video gaming, not only on a uh, critical aspect, not only for you know a foundation for so many great video games, but as far as sales, everything meshed right that year, and I don't think... Uh, 
we've been able to see that seen that same kind of success since on a critical gaming or business level for video gaming. But um, Chris, did you think anything otherwise than that? Because um, I, I want to hear your thoughts. Um, well, the one thing is like my I guess I don't have the glory days that most people have because I got in. I got into the games right after Nintendo started taking its its big toll uh, with the NES system and NES system. I, I don't know Nintendo Entertainment System, and I enjoyed it, but I was I was too young to to do anything. I was maybe three or four when when I got it, and I just played Mario and Duck Hunt, and from then. I, I was content with it. We got a Super Nintendo. I played Donkey Kong. I played Street Fighter 2. I mean, I love those. Went into the PS1. There were some okay games with that. Um, PS2, original Xbox, original Xbox 3, or sorry, not original Xbox 360, but Xbox 360, as well as all the consoles in between that didn't do so well. I mean, Sega, uh, with all of their consoles, um, the 64 wasn't too big on my radar, but I mean, some of the, the stuff that I played was great mainly because I was young. And, and I mean, at the time, games were still fairly new. So any minor cartoonish look that they could get to it that made it look more like a real cartoon show was great. It made it look better than a real game. And, I mean, Mario was okay, but, I mean, you can only play that for so long once they've upgraded it, then that's when everything started to take a real big turn. Um, I think glory days, if you want to consider what I would say is a glory day, I think that's over. Um, I, I think most of the new games that are going to be coming out are going to be more uh, not aimed to being groundbreaking or or... Uh, world changing, I would say. But I think that the new games that are going to come out are still going to be fun. They're going to be more aimed towards a specific goal now. A lot of people that get Call of Duty play it online. People that get, um, I mean, obviously, like Skyrim, they're, they're trying to customize as much as they can. But nothing is going to be completely earth shattering like there was 10, 15, 20 years ago when Mario came, when the original Mario came out, when the original Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat came out for fighters. I mean, those were games that just stuck with people and they're going to stick with people until the day they die. But nothing else is going to keep that same enthusiasm that's going to come out uh, in the future. I couldn't agree with you guys anymore. Um, I really think uh, we are not heading in a great direction. We're going to have a light, uh, little bump in the road on the way up, like I said, next year. But um, will the 720, will the PS4, uh, will the Wii U be able to turn things around? Uh, I don't know. Maybe in the short term, but I don't see it long term because I, I see um, also with the, the inclusion of the Valve box, if that becomes a reality, um, streaming game systems that may come to light, 
um, the oh yeah, if that ever becomes a reality. Um, also as well, the, you know, the advent of so many gaming tablets, the iPad and the iPhone and, and just so many different avenues that people can get entertainment. I just don't see gaming cons, traditional gaming consoles for that matter, actually gaining the strength and having the strength that they once did. Uh, I think there's always going to be room for it, but as long as the, the casual crowd has so many other different ways to spend their money, um, it's going to be just at least for the short term, um, just reliant the industry is on, on the hardcores and what they can offer and what they're interested in, at least for the short term. Um, yeah. What can I say? But uh, I think that's it for this week on the Roundtable of Doom. Um, Doom. You, there you Sorry. go. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on that, on our on our topic, please get a hold of us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com or just send us a comment right on our Facebook page, GameSource, and we'll respond to it. And we appreciate any uh, good comments, bad comments, whatever. We just want you out there talking to us and letting us know exactly how you feel. But uh, I think we'll close up the podcast right after the break, and we will be right back. I can't shake it! And we're back, and we're going to close up shop here on the world-famous HeroGameSource.com podcast. I just wanted to make uh, mention out there that not only are we going to do all those live shoots, which you guys can be a part of out there, so if you're interested and want more info, please contact us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. I just did want to mention, uh, I got also previews on our yourgamesource.com page. We did August, we did September, but we've got October and November video previews that we taped at our friends that we, at, uh, we play games here in Las Vegas. If you get a chance and you're looking for games, they're a great place to go, by the way. We play games. And I also want to make sure and let everybody know that we've got video previews coming up for uh, October and November coming down the road, coming soon to our YourGameSource.com video page. Plus, we've also got a lot of great reviews coming up, uh, a lot of great thoughts from Stephanie, from Jamie, from Lonnie, hopefully from Chris, Corey, uh, and the whole entire gang. Uh, myself, I'll probably throw up another blog there, hopefully within the next uh, week or so. Um, who knows? Even Angry Nick might grace us against, uh, grace us again with his presence very soon. I know he's been foaming at the mouth just to speak at length regarding, uh, RE6. So I know we'll be able to do that in the near future. Um, I know also as well, I want to give a big thank you, um, to someone who recently wrote at, at length. Um, regarding an article which Jamie's going to touch on, and I just wanted to make sure that he knows that we all appreciated his time and efforts into writing that special guest article. Jamie, can you elaborate more on that? Um, yeah, we actually ended up posting about um, easy modes, whether or not they should be included in games and things of that nature. It was actually based off a post from Assassin's Creed 3, I believe. Is that correct, Gerald? That's correct, yes. The developer, I think it was the one of the game designers. That's right, yes. Had said that, you know, well, you know, easy mode shouldn't be included. And things, you know, just saying that they weren't needed. 
Well, I actually have a friend. His name is Wayne, and he actually is giving us a main reason as to why easy modes should be included, as he is a gamer with a disability. Um, he actually said that, you know, it's not physical, mind you, but, you know, he is a little bit of mentally you know, learning disability, thing of that nature, a couple other medical issues that he had said, you know, the easy modes help him to basically experience the game as we would going in on normal mode or hard mode. It lets him get the full experience, and if they take that away, then, you know, there's going to be people, I'm sure, way more than just Wayne, and if you're out there, I'm sure we would love to hear your thoughts as well. As far as they wouldn't be able to experience these things as easily or as on the same level as we can, because easy mode for them is like us burning through a game in normal mode. So I can see the point on that where if they take that away, they kind of just take away gaming from them as a whole. Definitely agree on that. And like I said, if he ever wants to come on the podcast, um, just let him know, Jamie. He is more than welcome. Um, I have done so and will do so. He's out there having a good time, I'm hearing, and the good old Grand Canyon. Uh, hopefully having a great time, indeed. Chris, what you got on the docket coming up? Um, as far as in the near near future, uh, I mean, just to get back with Corey and, and get some time back in to get uh, some more stuff out on CNC, uh, CNC and F podcasts, so that way all of our loving and and adorable fans that want to hear what we really think about video games now uh, can really hear it in in a uh, different fashion. But um, hopefully that should all be kicking off pretty soon uh, now that everything is somewhat getting back into a, a nice groove. Um, but aside from that, I mean, National Video Game Day, I'm going to consider this National Video Game Week, and I'm going to live up to all the people who can't play because of school or can't play because of whatever reason, but I'm going to play for them. Then do it for me, brother. Do it for me. I will do it. There you go. All oh, day and all night. There you go. Now, Borderlands <laughs> 2 is coming out. Um, oh, I yes. know. I know you guys, uh, if you get a chance, since we're going to do a special podcast uh, later this month on Borderlands 2... Um, anything in writing from you guys on that? Um, I can I can put out something for that. Uh, I, I want to find out what everyone else is going to do before I find out how much I want to put into this. Because, I mean, if I were going to do a full review, uh, then I would want to do that if no one else is going to be writing something. But if people are going to be writing other stuff, like Jamie, I think Corey might be getting it. He might write something about it. But uh, I'll, I'll do a... Uh, I'll do a little, little something for the game because I'm definitely getting it on release day. Well, the definitive review could be yours for the taking. <laughs> I will actually leave that door open for you, Chris. All right. I actually would love to see what you got on that. <laughs> as would I. As would I. Um, it's good to have you back. Um, we missed you, and, and we do want to definitely hear your thoughts. And if you do decide to go ahead and. and have the definitive review. I'm sure everybody out there will be enjoying it as well. Okay. And I need to get it out there fast, too, because uh, I also was planning on doing one for uh, the World of Warcraft that I mentioned earlier, the new expansion. 
Miss Pandaria. Yes. Yes. In a week of each other. I know. That's why it's going to be hard. That and then, uh, well, I mean, Borderlands and then that. So it's, I'll get them done because I know my fans want me to get it done. And if my fans want it, they're going to get it. There you go. That's right. They're they're tired of hearing from me. Yeah, they don't want to hear my. Well, they do want to hear my voice because I'm I'm damn sexy. But uh, aside from that, uh, all of the uh, all of the reviews I'm going to start writing again. Hopefully, I can get more more for the holiday season. Uh, even though all these games are going to be picked up by everyone, I can tell. Um, we'll get some some more stuff out there for you guys. And we'll structure it so that if if um for instance, if you're going to do Borderlands 2 and Miss the Pandaria, we'll make sure that other people can go ahead and chime a little bit in on this. Well, but if they want to do reviews on major games coming up, we can. We'll make sure everybody out there knows that that our staff is going to have equal distribution if they so choose to to put their two cents in and and give their review of the uh, latest and greatest because we want to make sure that we cover as many games as possible for you guys out there and. Uh, Want to make sure that we provide you the best coverage as possible. It's only yourgamesource.com can do. But uh, I think for myself, Yes Elvis Lives, uh, Jamie Degenerate 08, and Chris Killer X Wolf, Ozzy's best friend. Hmm. Uh, I think that's going to cover it for this evening. Um, so I just wanted to say at this point in time, um, catch us on yourgamesource.com. Like us on our Facebook page, get our mobile app, and you'll be getting the latest and greatest from us right here at Your Game Source. Guys, you, uh, any last thoughts? I want to just say that we love you, world, and good night. I just want to say it was great hearing from you again, Chris, and I hope we do it again. Also, keep that guest door open. I'm going to sneak in on one of those MF podcasts. <laughs> And I want to say, I just want to say, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sounds great. I'll see you guys soon, and we are out. Have a good one, everyone.